Welcome to Positive Reaction Podcast. My name is Danielle C. Aguilar, better known as Dr. D. My name is Dr. Edwin Serrano, better known as Dr. Pepper, and we are not your average physical therapist, and we will get you ready to react at any given moment. We are here to question healthcare to help you make the best decision to get back to your active lifestyle. All right, um, this is Dr. Edwin Serrano and Dr. D. D. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she calls for, uh, goes for Danielle Aguilar. Danielle C. Agu- yeah, Aguilar. There you go. I'm proud of my middle name. Uh, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> uh, well, this is episode twelve, and you if it? you have listened to the past eleven, thank you very much. Greatly uh, appreciated. Either you're probably our mothers and. <laughs> Our family members at this point. <laughs> we greatly appreciate it. I love you, mom. Love you, <laughs> um, Anyways, uh, so today we're going to talk about, you know, our weaknesses, uh, not as physical therapists because we don't have any, but Duh. more of <laughs> more of weaknesses that we have had or we have now and how we address them differently now than we did before. So, I think that made sense. Kind of? Yeah. Yeah. So, Danielle, you as a physical therapist. That sounded weird. Danielle, just kidding. Go, Danielle. D. Danielle. Oh, you D. call me Danielle. Anyways, Dan- that's something. Okay. So, what is a weakness of yours that you have, you know, had, or how you address it differently um, now as a PT mindset? Like, what do you do, or how do you look at how it? How did I fix it? How did you fix it? Yes. So, I'll keep it rather short, but it was during the time that. Uh, my injury was my left knee and you know as good as I do that I've undergone an ACL repair a second knee surgery that was optional and I thought it would work and uh, this was after my Mm -hmm. collegiate career right I had the ACL tear I did well rehabbed everything went good okay once I finished my collegiate career my knee started hurting again then I went for the second knee surgery because I thought it'd fix it the doctor flat out said it's a 50-50 shot and I was Mm -hmm. like perfect surgery is the way to go this was of course in hindsight everything's 20-20 I wasn't in that PT mindset now we're shifting you're like surgery fixes me exactly yeah 100% I'm being very transparent that's a mindset that everybody has yeah and I jumped into that Unfortunately, I jumped on that bandwagon. I mean, and how old were you at the time? Uh, when I was uh, out of undergrad, so 21, 22? 22. Okay. Yeah. Now nah, maybe 21. The point of the story is I decided to go for the second knee surgery uh, instead of changing how my uh, training regimen was. So I go for the surgery and nothing changed. Yeah. My knee still hurt just as bad as it did the first time. And the doctor warned me. And so then I had to figure out what am I doing wrong? How do I change what's happening, right? Why do I still have this knee pain? I decided to do my own research, and this was kind of around the time I was getting into PT school. And a lot of the times, you know, pain doesn't necessarily mean that I can no longer do the movement. It Mm -hmm. may be that I need to do a better job of slowly easing into it. and Dosage. Right, dosage, Mm -hmm. going back to what episode that was. Um, And when I started doing that, I started seeing a difference. And as I continued to dose appropriately, meaning Mm -hmm. I was easing into squatting, like squatting Mm -hmm. to a box, and then, you know, lowering the box height. And then once I got good depth, then I started loading. 
And then once I started moving pretty decent weight, my knee felt better. Mm -hmm. Now I wanted to start playing basketball again. This was probably about a six to eight month progression. Mm -hmm. And so I needed to figure out how to be more explosive. And that's when I started or when I introduced myself to CrossFit. I thought mm -hmm. it would be a good regimen to allow me to move in different planes and challenge yeah. my body in different ways. And I really fell in love with the, the concept of varied uh, functional fitness mm -hmm. and keeping my body on its toes. And when I started, you know, the, the biggest thing was I, I applied the dosage appropriately. And then once my body was primed and ready, so to speak, and when I felt confident enough or when I my body felt better and my, you know, I didn't have pain near as much, my training regimen really shifted to the way I was training back in my collegiate days. Mm -hmm. uh, excuse me, because my knee never bothered me all throughout my collegiate career. And then once I finished training hard, once I finished training the way I did, my knee pain started hurting. Yeah. So then I applied that mindset and started implementing it into the CrossFit regimen. And I was safe about how I was going through the, the programming. And to this day, thankfully, my knee has been virtually pain-free. Um, and I feel that I'm in a better place than I was, you know, after I had after undergrad yeah right and so my weakness was my left leg it was completely it was a humongous imbalance right you could tell that i was favoring my right side and i wasn't moving the way i should and i addressed that by dosaging or by increasing the dosage safely mm -hmm. and then in, once i was ready i ramped up to a more higher intensity varied functional fitness program mm -hmm. and that's how i brought it that's how I was able to get back to now I play basketball recreationally. I still compete in, you know, just random competitions here and there in the CrossFit level, or I'm sorry, in the CrossFit sport. And, you know, I, I have minimal to no pain on days. I feel achiness, but you know, that's kind of how I got to where I am now. So my knee mm. pain, like, like I said, is, is very minimal. That's great. I mean, that's good. <laughs> Don't you be know. too excited. I mean, no, what I'm saying, I mean, well, I was just thinking, you know, you had a knee injury, mm -hmm. and then later on you had an ACL. I mean, not an ACL, uh, the Achilles injury. Mm, yeah. So I was just in my mind thinking about, you know, how you may have compensated or what may have happened at that point too. Sure. Yeah. And like. <clears throat> so what you know, for those of us listening, or for those of you guys listening, even after, um, I start, I switched my regimen during PT school how my surgeon described it is uh, the stars lined up just right and I tore my Achilles, a full tear. And I mean, nothing now predicts an Achilles tear. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Like, there's nothing out there, but they, I mean, they think it's all, it all comes down to dosage, right? Doing too much too fast. That's true. Too, there, there's truth in that. Right? Yeah. No, I, I definitely think that there <clears throat> might be something like, like that that could have been applicable in my, in my uh, approach. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that that's something... You know, something worth thinking about. Yeah. You know, um, growing up, I had chronic ankle sprains playing basketball. Um, and so because I never rehabbed it, it was kind of like a constant thing. Right. And so it was more of a mental hurdle and mental barrier. How when many I was, ankle sprains did you have? I mean, I broke it once. And then after that, it was like just spraying here and there, spraying here and there. Like I'd walk by a pothole at a hotel or getting ready for a basketball game and like, ah, there it goes, you know? And then I just drove like six hours for this basketball tournament and I didn't even get to play in it. You oh, know? that sucks. <laughs> so, 
I mean, it comes up to... I don't know. Like, I mean, I sprinted a few times. I can't even tell you when. Uh, you, would, you could continue doing what you wanted to do? For the most part. Uh, so it got to a point that, okay, I got to get better. And I would wean off of an ankle brace. And as soon as I got off the ankle brace... Then I uh, then I remember I got you know how Kawhi did in the playoffs with mm-hmm. Shasha Julia or whatever where his foot was underneath his foot when he landed when he landed. Oh yeah. So that happened to me once. Like as soon as I remember winning off the ankle brace, I was like, okay, I got to be more confident with my foot. Right. <laughs> and then and I had went. It. And then it went. You were but you wear an ankle brace all the time. I do now, um, but only when I play basketball. Um, so now what I do, I just don't work on ankle mobility. What I do is i try to work things that get me into depth that work on my ankle dorsiflexion because sure. that's where i lack yeah, mobility yeah. so a lot of the training training that i do or working out is when i squat i try to squat barefoot or i try if i do do lifters i try to go even deeper than usual mm-hmm. um, but i try to promote not using lifters even um, when i'm lifting weights that doesn't require like that olympic style of movement right um and then running um i've transitioned myself to zero drop shoes that are minimalist so that i could better use my my feet all your foot muscles all the foot muscles so over time that's something that i did i used to wear like the nikes the asics the brooks um and over time i know that my feet have been issue an issue so i transitioned to shoes that'll make my foot work optionally and Mm -hmm. recruit more muscles so can you say over time what would you say that time frame was (sighs) i mean like i'm wearing ultras now and a year and a half two years ago i was wearing brooks so oh we had this conversation yeah Yeah. so it took me about a year and a half to really transition um because i now i have a wider toe box my toes play out um but now when i go to play basketball because i'm used to wearing ultras mm-hmm. now my like big toe gets jammed up in there so Oof. i have to get like a bigger size shoe um to help me with that when i play basketball yeah um so i mean i think there's like you get some and you lose some with either thing that you do uh i want one day for there to be a basketball shoe that has a wide toe box that'd be kind of cool that would be um so that's basically how you made the shift was i mean it sounds like it was over a long oh yeah it wasn't like overnight um because we also know that that's not very healthy yeah from something to nothing too much or nothing to something too Too much too soon but too little recovery but too little recovery and then right now what i'm doing is i know i have a lot of limitations in thoracic mobility and overhead mobility mm-hmm. right so that's my thing i think i've always had that since pt school right I've always <laughs> yeah. been like, um <laughs> so anytime I, I did crossfit or anything that was kipping related or anything overhead related my shoulders just felt like wonky and now that I'm seeing more Olympic weightlifting athletes and more CrossFitters, it kind of made me think about myself. And, you know, like I go for runs. I'm comfortable squatting. I'm comfortable deadlifting. Like what's going to get me out of my comfort zone? Right. And it's I've always uh, enjoyed the the barbell, but um, never really got and dove into Olympic barbell movements. Right. Uh, so now that's kind of what I'm trying to do to work on my deficits because I know I like overhead motion. And I like thoracic extension, and what better way to promote that but with Olympic weightlifting? Yeah, I think there's a lot of good stuff, a lot of good movement 
patterns that mm-hmm. will benefit yeah. thoracic mobility. So I think, you know, that's going down the right path for sure. Yeah. And, you know, I can go there and uh, it, it's kind of humbling because you can put, you know, 300 pounds on the squat rack and I can squat no problem to depth. And then you could put deadlift, you know, over 300 pounds and I can deadlift no problem. And then I'm over there snatching from the ground to overhead and overhead squatting with a damn training plate, <laughs> training bar and training plates. So it's pretty humbling to oh, know yeah. like, where your limitations lie. All of us. Have, I I mean, I can say I, can't, I started there too, mm-hmm. right? And I, I think that, you know, CrossFit has really done a good job of, it's strange, like a CrossFit promotion kind of thing. But what I'm saying is that Olympic lifting is is a good total body workout yeah right and i i think my with my exposure i have only been exposed to you need to learn how to move properly before you even consider doing i mean these type of olympic lifts yeah right right but i mean so i think about olympic weightlifting and crossfit and it's usually like an rx weight and you go for so many reps right and like no offense to CrossFit because we do it. I mean, you sure, do sure, it, but yeah. sometimes your form goes to shit. And you oh yeah. Like, when you're at the point of like, you know, it just it, the amount of volume yeah. that is is you know rec- that is prescribed yeah. or that is recommended for the workout of the day, it can definitely be a lot. Yeah, and so I remember a workout a few months ago at CrossFit was, you know, <clears throat> 40, 40 snatches in under forty minutes. I mean, four minutes. Four I was minutes. Like, Dang. In under That's four a lot minutes. Of in yeah. four minutes or five <laughs> I can't remember. but it was a lot right and, you know it was only like 135 or 95 pounds it was whatever the rx was right but it, you're just going boom 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 right at the, at the end i'm like i didn't even know i was doing it right you know right and now i'm doing so i do i try to do crossfit workouts tuesday thursdays and then monday wednesday friday i do olympic weightlifting mm-hmm. <clears throat> and now when i do olympic weightlifting like it's only like eight, eight exercises and you're dying. And I'm dying. And it's like, oh, one set of three, a set of one, ten, <laughs> ten sets of one snatch at 80% yeah. of your one rep max. Uh-huh. And I'm over here like, oh, my God, that's so tiring. And then I leave and I'm super sore. Right. Uh, so for me, I know that it's working on things that I need to work on, mm-hmm. which is why I'm staying persistent on it. But it's very humbling to know that, yeah, I can do an AMRAP and, and die but then I can't put more than 80 pounds over my head. You know, so yeah. it's just one of those things. It's just kind of cool. It yeah. is. You know, I definitely think that getting involved in, in those kinds of movements are, are definitely challenging. And you, you said it correctly because I know that I use that word also, mm-hmm. humbling. Yeah. You know, I think that playing the, for, for example, playing at the collegiate level and having that ability to play and know that we can push at a higher level oh going into this in this realm it should be easy and i was sadly mistaken yeah so i can relate unfortunately i wanted to go in there and dominate didn't work yeah you still don't dominate oh sure (laughs) um you know i I think something good from this podcast is you know we all have weaknesses and we tend to ignore them oh for sure um you know as an athlete as people that are active Mm -hmm. we know we don't like to run so we avoid running or we skip on that CrossFit workout once we see the workout of the day. You're like, ah, I'm just going to go ahead and All of a sudden, they want to cook anything. Yeah, like, I'll just, yeah, I'm going to stay home. And, and you, know, you know, I think it's it's a good idea to, to take that dive and get a little bit out of our, com- our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. But then also know how to properly dose yourself. Like, if you can't 
kip if you're going to crossfit like there has to be modifications for you right and like dose yourself appropriately if you can't snatch well power snatch you know so right these little things that you can do but you know get out of your comfort zone and before you know it your uncomfortable zone will become your comfort zone yeah ah. it's true yeah you know getting comfortable with the uncomfortable exactly it's kind of one thing that i like to to remind myself and so i think those are really good key points to take home definitely definitely well thanks to everybody for listening we really appreciate it get out of your comfort zone do what you gotta do get out there go do some work (laughs) (laughs) remember this is positive reaction podcast this is dr d and dr serrano where Where you you come come first. first